0: Well, welcome, men. Uh, This is our last week, our last essential for study as this uh, fall small group study session comes to a close. I hope it's been beneficial to you. I I hope uh, that it continues to transform the way that you think about these essentials of the faith, that you interact with each other, um, that you interact with whoever the Lord brings to your circles. Um, I know it's been beneficial for me, so I, I hope it has as well for you. Our essential today um, that we're going to look at is taken from the Great Commission in Matthew 28. It also talks a little bit uh, about some text from Ephesians 2. So since we've already looked at Ephesians 2, we'll camp out today primarily in Matthew 28. So let's take up and read um, from the bulk of our essential text, which is Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20 in the Great Commission. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. Pray that you would give us uh, this gospel goodness and boldness to take your word forth, Lord, as we stand firm on your promises, Lord. May we receive them afresh today as we study this last essential of our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this begins, our, our section begins with some historical context about where the disciples were going with Jesus after his resurrection and appearances. He's taking them up to the mountain that he would then um, ascend from, and he gives them one final charge, one last word, before he goes up uh, to take his seat at the throne in heaven. Uh, he establishes the authority for giving the command. We see this as a preface in verse 18. And this immediately draws our minds back to uh, another place in the Scriptures, in the giving of the Ten Commandments. Before God commanded his people Israel To obey his law, he he gave them a preface. And he said, I'm the God who brought you out of Egypt, and now I command you to do these things. Well, Jesus is doing a similar thing here. In this preface, in verse 18, he establishes the authority and also gives us a great uh, comfort to go forth and to take this command. Um, He's giving us confidence to do it. He's saying in verse 18, read with me. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Christ rules and He reigns even now from His throne in heaven. He holds all authority in heaven and on earth. He's all-powerful over all creation. And because of that, we can have great confidence to undertake the command that He's about to charge us with, which is found in the next verse, verse 19 through the first half of verse 20. Let's read that. Go, therefore... And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So his first command is simple. Go. He says, go. Go to all nations, which obviously would include our own. And he says, make disciples. Disciple making is something we're really passionate about. This is an ever increasing focus in our own ministry. How? How are we going to do this? He, well, he gives two participles in the Greek to tell us. He says, first, to baptize them. This is just a bringing them into the covenant community. It's really heavily connotated with the idea of evangelizing, getting the gospel message out, bringing into the flock. And he gives another participle. He says, baptize them and teach them. And this teaching has a connotation that's really heavily um, involved with discipleship. He says, teach them all that I've commanded. John 14, 26 um, is another verse that comes to mind. And it teaches us that the Spirit helps to bring to remembrance all the things that that Christ has taught. It's the same Spirit that's promised to give us words when we're in distress from Romans. So he says, go, make disciples. How do we do that? We evangelize and we teach. Those are the two things he's, he's given us. So he's given us the preface of his own authority to command us to do things. And then he's given us our command. But he also gives us assurance to follow through with what he's commanded. Let's look at that. This is the last half of verse 20. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He's with us to the end of the age. and This is just a really great Greek way of saying that he's with us forever. Remember that he reigns now as king over all creation. He's been given all authority, and therefore his mission cannot fail. If he reigns with all power, if he's given us the command to go, and he has all authority over all of creation, that which he sends us forth to do cannot fail. The God who has ordained the end has also ordained the means. That's a great saying that we need to chew on, so so let's unpack that for just a second as we apply this last assurance. God has ordained the end of salvation for his elect. And he's also ordained the means of achieving that end through evangelism and discipleship. And that's what we see here. That's why it can't fail. He's ordained both ends. And he's entrusted us with that mission. So that's what gives us confidence. That's what gives us boldness to take it forth. Because we know he's transformed our own hearts. And now he's called us to enter into that mission of reconciliation as he reconciles all nations unto himself. So let's remember that as we take up that call, we do so with the promise that he's all-powerful and he'll always be with us. May that give us great boldness and confidence to take up our call as men in this world. I want to give you one final word as a takeaway um, as we finish our study of the essentials. And that's the idea that orthodoxy should always lead to orthopraxy. These are fancy words. Orthodoxy is just right belief. Orthopraxy is right practice. They must come together. Otherwise, James teaches us that we have a dead faith unless the things that we believe spur us to action. And that's why this essential is essentially placed where it is. It's intentionally done so. We've studied six previous statements of orthodoxy, and now it's time to respond to those things with action, with right action, with orthopraxy. So may the essentials of our faith that we've studied then give us a greater love and understanding of the Lord and His Word as well as a greater boldness to take up our call to be gospel-shaped men who long to impact others with that good news. And may we do so with great confidence and boldness, knowing that Christ is all-powerful and He's promised to be with us forever as we go forth to evangelize and make disciples wherever He calls us. Amen. Let's pray to that end. Lord. And pray that you would give us great confidence and boldness lord that all authority has been given to you god and, and because of that you've called us now and commanded us to go wherever you would lead us to make disciples god to to evangelize to equip to walk with each other day in and day out as we strive towards you lord and we know that we go with great assurance that your mission cannot fail for you reign by your Spirit in and through us, and all of creation is subject to your word, Lord. What great confidence as we go forth to spread the good news of the gospel, Lord, and to look forward to that day when all things will be accomplished as you reconcile, and we stand with you forever, with those around us from all nations, tongues, tribes, people. Lord, may you bring that day in haste. Until then, give us great confidence and boldness. we go forth in your name for your sake, amen.